0: Hi guys! Happy October! Uh, This is our anniversary month. We started on October 31st last year. So this year, to celebrate, we're doing our 13-day countdown to Halloween, which means Uh, You guys get an episode every day until October 31st. Uh, Patrons will be getting them all on those Mondays, so they're pretty much going to get a big load of them. The official countdown starts on the 19th for uh, everybody else. Really quick, I wanted to give a couple shout outs to some of the patrons that joined us while we were on our break. We really appreciate their support and we wanted to give them a thank you. Uh, We've got Delusions of a Fox, Chris Lester, Lauren Levick, Nixon Emery, Anton Peterson, and Narwhal. I hope I didn't mispronounce any of those. I'm notoriously bad at that. But thank you all so much for your support. It means the world to us. If you're not already, feel free to join us on Discord. Links are in the description below. We spend a lot of time there. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the first arc and on to the next. Stay legendary. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes.
1: The world is a weird and wild place, but even now there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office.
2: Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consumed.
3: Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still and the wilds are slowly seeping in, searching out the ones that freed them from their
1: cage. This is the Wild West.
3: We are the nightmares they want you to
1: fear.
2: We are the dead man's promise.
1: Let's be legendary.
2: the whole whole night
1: you both eventually fall asleep relatively dreamless but if dreams there are you don't remember in the morning bless
0: so I wake up early and check my trap
1: there's a bunny in it yay is it dead it is What? it also has polka dots
2: Oh, shit! <laughs> what do <are> you do? <laughs> I look at the trees. It open? No. You wouldn't happen to be around, are you? No answer. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> okay. It has literal polka dots.
1: Yep. They're like pastel blue, pink. Yellow. Purple. And it's dead. It's dead.
2: <laughs> Can I whistle and see if Cortez comes over? He probably responds to you.
1: Sure, yeah. I'll say yeah.
2: Alright. I open up the rabbit. Does it look like a rabbit? Yeah. Give him some of the guts.
1: Yeah. He eats it. Like, pecks at it.
2: Yeah. Alright, Bob it. wants if that tastes gross. Tils it said. Bob twice if it tastes okay. Bob, Bob. Thank you. All right, I take it. Okay. <laughs> take my trap back. Don't tell Celine. I'm gonna try and skid it before she comes out.
1: You've done this a million times before. It's exactly like any other rabbit. Okay, it's just got. His body. It's just got polka dots.
3: Okay then. Um,
2: so I kind of move the rack like kind of behind the horse, <laughs>
1: like behind the horse. I, I actually. One thing different about the rabbit that you notice while skinning it. Okay. It's teeth.
2: Oh, they're fangs, aren't they?
1: They're sh- all sharp.
2: Ooh. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna, after I make coffee, I'm
3: gonna boil the skull. Okay. I'm gonna keep the teeth in it. I'm gonna keep the teeth in it
2: but I'm kind of hiding the, the polka dot. It, it needs to dry. That's going to take a week. Okay. So I'm kind of like sticking that slightly like around the horse stable, like uh-huh. the side sort of like off to the side. So maybe she won't notice it. Uh-huh. But I kind of can't wait to show you the skull.
3: I'll let it come down eventually. How are you feeling? Terrible.
2: <laughs> well here, have some g- gross coffee. Thank you. Airpike today, again. I've been to Airpike more in the past couple of months than I've ever been in my life.
3: I remember a few months ago we were going there, like, oh, you're going to Airpike. Like, it was a big deal, and now we're there every week. Yeah, well.
2: Nature of the business, I suppose.
3: I've got something for your
2: weird shit collection.
3: Oh? What is it? Is it another ex-boyfriend's skull?
2: It's not an ex-boyfriend.
3: Well, what did you find?
2: I'd lift up the one that's boiling. It's a rabbit skull. With a very big, noticeable
3: difference. How did you put the fangs in? I didn't. It came that way. With polka dots. This is a fae know
2: if it's a fay, but it's definitely a rabbit. And uh it was in the trap this morning.
3: Ah Did you clean the carcass and get the meat off of it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can eat it. I wasn't gonna eat it. I was <laughs> gonna sell it. I don't think we should sell it. Well Cortez ate some What? He's fine, look at him. I don't know where I, he I is. I can't speak with animals. Galtez, where are you? What? Did you eat some of the, the, the meat of the, the, the rabbit? Yes. Did it taste any different?
1: No. Tastes like rabbit.
3: You do know that it was a fae? Like what we are.
1: <laughs> told to his head to the side. I ate rabbit before.
3: Let me ask you a question. If there was a dead call, would you eat that? No. So, it didn't occur to you that eating this fey was also maybe something that Talia should not have given you?
1: No. It was rabbit.
3: But it came from the fae wilds, I think.
1: Rabbit before come from forest. What? Not that rabbit. Rabbit from before. Came from forest.
3: What other rabbit? What what, what rabbit? The other rabbits he's eaten. Oh.
1: I came from forest.
3: You came from a backyard.
1: I came from forest.
3: You came from a backyard. (laughs) That had trees in it.
1: Backyard forest.
2: So he's gonna die? Someday I assume. But the rabbit's fine.
3: Apparently. Alright. See? No harm, no foul. So it is Pfeiffer. Awesome it's what? Hasenfeffer. Hasenfeffer. Should have Hasenfeffer?
2: Hasenfeffer. That was the worst dad joke ever. <laughs> so, yeah, once we're ready, we head into Air Park. Alright. And, uh. Oh, what time is it when we
1: get there? About mid afternoon, by the time you get there.
2: So um, I hide my horse, okay, and we go to the Upper Mesa. Okay, for free, for free. Yep. And we go see Ernest. Yep. Let's find out what book he's in.
1: He is currently in. Ah, uh, I'll say they're in a section of Atlases again. Okay. There's only so many sections in the library; it eventually repeats.
2: Yeah. So we head back into Ernest's. Yep. Little corner of the world. What's the space still there?
1: Albie. Oh, Albie. Yeah. The exact same spot.
2: Oh, man. You know, one day I'm going to ask what you're looking at.
3: So what are you looking at?
1: Looks down at you.
3: I don't look back at him.
4: Turns back. Everything.
3: Everything is right here?
1: Everything can be seen from right here.
3: Hmm. What's right in front of us? A bookshelf. This looks suspiciously like a bookshelf. Or are you going to tell me that um, reading can take you anywhere, or some bullshit? Give me a quick side eye, but don't look very, very hard.
1: He's just staring at the bookshelf, and as as you look at him, you realize he does he doesn't look like he's actually looking at the bookshelf. He has the look on his face of like a thousand yard stare even though the bookshelf is like six inches in front of him.
3: I put my hand out and in front of his face wave my hand.
1: He looks down at you. Stop that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it will be your my favorite. Well, if you see anything, you know, wait, Have you ever seen a star whale?
1: I have seen things move between the worlds.
3: Like what?
2: What are you doing, by the way? I'm just watching Hmm. from like far, like not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Things with golden eyes. He looks down at you back out.
3: Talina has golden eyes. So maybe you seeing see now.
2: Silence. Oh, good talking to you. Bye.
3: And a
1: ding. The <laughs> bell.
3: I'm still over with Space Face over here.
1: I'm coming, I'm coming. Ernest eventually comes out.
2: Oh, hello! I, sorry, Um, he
1: freaked me out. <clears throat> he does that <laughs> Still over there.
2: We happen to be back in town for reasons, but wanted to know if you had any progress or needed any more money for that door.
1: Um, well I have it done. Oh, cool. Um, are you gonna be in town for a few days? Yes. Okay, so he- here's this. And he hands you another doorknob that looks almost exactly like the one that you have except there's like an additional gem on the front of it. Mm-hmm. I need to borrow yours for two days. Oh, okay.
3: There you go. Thank you. I just get my stuff out of there.
1: He kind of motions between the two. They go to the same place. Oh, That's oh, oh, the right.
3: point. Oh, all right. All right.
1: I have to add that. And he taps the large gem in the middle to this. Otherwise, this won't work. Ah. I was having a bit of a conundrum with how to make sure people who entered could get back out to the door that they came in from. Unfortunately, the only way I was able to work it out was a gem that kind of held a a memory of who went through it. Oh, I see. Unfortunately, this means that if you go in a door and want to go out the other one, you can't. Oh, but
2: that, that's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah.
2: We're not really looking to go like fast travel anywhere. It's just making sure our son can come home when yeah. he needs to.
1: I mean, if I could ever figure that out, that'd be quite the trick, but. I believe
3: yeah. in you, Ernest.
1: There's a trick enough to link two objects to the same astral coordinates so um, I
3: can only imagine with all the star whales getting in the way
1: she's still on about the star whales
2: my friend you have absolutely no idea (laughs) just how on about it she still is (sighs) you should ask Nikki about her she might let you borrow some of that liquid weave thing she's got going
4: what?
1: That liquid weave thing that
2: she made. What liquid weave thing? I don't have any on me. Well, no, I have the cartridges. So I take out one of the cartridges I have. You know, she made this for the guns.
1: He takes it. Liquid weave. He sits down the doorknob and picks up a pair of spectacles that kind of, like, flash kind of weirdly. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Language. Wow. How the hell? Shakes it. Okay. Um. He hands that back. Um. And he's just like, he's just kind of like <laughs> confused. 404 like, not found. Yeah, 404 not found. I... I'll have that finished in two days or so. I need to go.
2: Do you need to go see Nikki? Um. Because we were going to go that way.
1: Right, yeah. Um, I actually. Yeah, could you take me to her workshop? I haven't been to, to it.
2: Yeah.
3: Come on.
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'll be keep staring at whatever the fuck you're staring at. Oh, he's (laughs)
3: staring at everything.
1: Right. (laughs) He's told me that.
3: (laughs) Give me a second. I'll catch up with you.
2: You sure? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Okay. All right. Come on, I guess. What do you know about golden eyes?
1: I know he walks across the worlds here and elsewhere planting seeds.
3: What do you make of that?
1: With each seed he leaves a binding. A binding? A doorway. Yes, that is true. He is hiding them well. For now, but soon, others look to them.
3: And what do you think will come of that? Trouble. Well, what fun would it be if there wasn't a little trouble?
1: Silence. Hmm.
3: I guess we'll see, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. I will.
3: I don't leave
4: do you enjoy audio fiction looking for a podcast that brings you fresh ideas, vivid characters and imaginative worlds of fantasy science fiction and more hi, I'm Chris Lester you may know me as the creator of the Metamore City podcast the award winning audio fiction series that ran from 2007 to 2010 at metamorecity.com Now I'm back with a weekly show called The Raven and the Writing Desk. Every week, I bring you new stories, freshly written for your listening enjoyment. And to make sure I stick with it, I'll update you each week on my writing progress. You'll get to hear my fiction first, before it appears anywhere else. And along the way, I'll also interview other authors about their experiences, as I strive to learn from their success. Want to hear more? Load up your Podcatcher app and subscribe to the Raven and the Writing Desk, or visit www.chrislester.org. That's C H R I S L E S T E R. dot org. Do I got Ernest on my
2: house? Sure. Yeah. Yep.
1: He's the bigger one. Yeah. So, so you make your way back down the mesa.
3: I hope you told me all the secrets.
1: Oh yeah? Not all good. of them. Yeah? Where did
2: the socks go?
3: Oh, I can't tell you that.
2: Then what good are you?
3: Well, I know all the secrets. <laughs> the socks go in
2: your sock drawer. I mean, after, after you wash them. And there's only one.
3: They, there's not only one, there are two ones. They go right in your sock drawer <laughs> if you would put them there. <laughs> so we go see Nikki. All right. Oh, it's just gonna be good
1: so oh, yeah there's a bit of a wait, and then the latch slides open and you see two glowing blue eyes looking down at you and r5 our, five? our fives were orange um uh hello hello
3: who, who are you i am r6 where
1: is R5? I am also R5.
3: But you said you are R6.
1: I am also R6.
3: So why didn't you just say that?
1: Because I am R6.
3: But you are also R5. I am. Do you remember me?
1: You are Celine Argent. And what am I? Friend.
0: He. <laughs> oh my god, the look you gave me it was like, yay!
2: I'm guessing someone got an upgrade.
3: Apparently, may we come in? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it just stands (laughs) 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 there. Not (laughs) much of an upgrade. (laughs) Um, You might want to wait until uh, it's out of beta, and they've clicked out all the bugs.
1: (laughs) R6 opens the door. Thank you, R6. Yep. And you look, and it's almost the same body as R5. The chest cavity has been upgraded and the eyes have been changed a bit. Also, the tuxedo that was painted on before has been redone.
3: Oh, I was hoping it was a real tuxedo. I was going to get really excited. <laughs> new was, paint, new paint. New, new paint. New, new, paint. <laughs>
1: new paint job.
3: Oh my god, it's adorable. Oh, you look so good, six.
1: Thank you, Celine.
3: Did you have? Did you get new clothes? I did. They look fantastic. Thank you. Hello.
1: Hi,
2: um, this is a friend of ours, wanted to come see Nikki too.
1: Hello. I am R6. Uh,
3: He is my friend.
1: Hello. Talks a lot for a construct.
3: He didn't used to talk that much before. But, um, constructs can do all sorts of things these days. Does Nikki have her over uh, on her
1: uh-huh, head. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm. Can I is there a way
2: to walk in front of her? Yes. So, okay. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to like instead of having somebody poke her, which uh-huh. would have been hilarious oh. again, but oh.
3: Oh. Ellen just go go hide behind something. Why? Cuz then you can jump out in the place there.
2: Oh. and surprise her. Oh. I walk in front of Nikki.
3: <laughs> Face.
1: <laughs> and just kind of wait. Oh, hi! And she takes off the headphones.
3: I am hiding behind something. From behind our six, I want to watch this. Hi. Um,
2: now, before you turn around, I want you to remind—I want to remind you how much money we've given you.
3: And The voice is in your ear, and you like us. Why? Just remember those things.
2: He wanted to come see you.
1: Her face just goes like white.
2: Uh, he wanted to see your liquid weave thing.
1: (laughs)
3: Why? Deep
1: breath. Why? Why?
2: It was either he come with us, or he's come and find you himself. You want to be alone?
3: We can arrange that. Sorry, say I just, I did not know that I'm a (laughs) just, I just, like, we can arrange that, we can leave.
2: Support. That would be better with support.
1: Nikki she kind of like punches up
3: (sighs) okay okay okay
2: okay okay okay. pat her hands all right we're right here
1: (laughs) she like just slowly swivel around in her stool Ernest hi it's been so long my face palm. <laughs> Oh my lord. Um, yeah. Wolf's
2: fangs in ca- enclose on me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Nikki, it has. Uh. So. Listen. You're not so mad, are you? And he just kind of like looks up and just has this look of sheer confusion on his face. Mad? What Nikki
3: I reach in the bag of holding and pull out my bucket <laughs> of <down. laughs>
1: Nikki I was ever I was ever mad. Why would you think I was mad? You said you 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 got all kind of loud and in you you got really indignant and like people men. we're kind of like stomping around well the situation deserved walking away from but we were just cuddling I thought that was okay <sighs> uh,
2: do you two need to be alone for like a minute <laughs> to discuss
1: this <laughs> they both look over because they kind of forgot you were there <laughs> for as I no, um, Nikki.
3: We can wait outside.
1: I was I wasn't mad. I was caught off guard. And look, we'll discuss it later. I oh, can't. Came... No, no,
3: no. Go ahead, discuss it now. We'll we
1: can leave. No, Nikki. Nikki. You're aware he's asexual. Now, didn't exactly know then. All right, so now you know. Apologize and move
3: on. Yes, apologize and move on. It is very good for you.
2: Both of you.
3: Kiss and makeup.
1: For the audience,
3: <laughs> Megzi
1: is, Meg, the, the, the look, the face that Megzi has right now says she absolutely wanted them to kiss.
3: <laughs> your fanfiction died. I am rewriting it now.
2: <laughs> Nikki, I showed Ernest your liquid weave stuff, and he was very
1: intrigued. Alarmed. I believe I,
3: I believe he is exact words were. Oh, what did he? What was it again? Stammering. Yes, but what what was the exact words that he used?
2: Oh, what the fuck.
1: Yeah, Nikki, what is this stuff? And he, like, points to a glowing vial of it on the workbench. Um, it's water imbued imbued with magic.
3: Just water. Just water. (laughs) It's glowing water.
1: How? Why? But more importantly, how? And, um, uh, well.
3: Wait, before you say anything, you've sent out, you've s- sent out your patent request?
1: I, well, that's something I wanted to talk to you guys about, actually. right okay. Um, but, uh, that, uh, a, a, a lady, a nice older lady contacted me. Something Gwendolyn. about wanting to invest. Gwendolyn. And, yeah, yeah. I, we've been writing back and forth, and uh, I, I've been in contact with my cousin uh, who works in one of the um, uh, one of the government offices here. Jamie? And, no, not Jamie. Uh, Jamie works selling newspapers and maps and stuff.
2: Disneyland maps.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, oh, that's where you got the Disney, Disneyland map from Yeah, right. exactly. You should send him a very nice fruit basket because yeah. if it weren't for him, none of this would happen.
1: <laughs> my cousin uh, Jenny works in government office and while she doesn't exactly work in the department the the building does handle patents, uh, I guess you could call it, and uh, I've got in my patent Well
2: that's good
1: (laughs) Yes, but Nikki, how? Well, Well, this and she comes over to the big contraption at first, I was, um, well, you, you know, I had a really good grounding in rune work when we were, you know, going to school together. You, you were be- always better at just straight up manipulating energy, but, well, look. And she removes a couple of panels, loosens a couple of bolts, and pulls out what looks to be a screen, or a kind of mesh. Okay best way I can describe it is like a filter or something. Mm, like and, a sieve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a sieve, yeah. And pulls it out. It, it all comes down to this here. And she brings it over. Um, they provided the dwarven steel that I used to make it. It took forever because I had to chop it up into strips because I couldn't just reforge it, but... And she kind of... Shifts it back and forth in the light. And you can see, because of the change in shadows, hundreds of tiny little runes etched along these almost... Each of these strips of metal are no thicker than like an eighth of an inch. And she has them ingrained with... Intricate, tiny, tiny runes. Whoa.
2: Girl, how long did that take?
1: Well, you gave it to me a couple months ago.
2: Something like that.
1: It took about a sleepless three and a half weeks.
3: Wow.
1: I slept for like four days straight afterwards.
3: <laughs> Lots of Red Bull, huh? Coffee.
1: Coffee. <laughs> Ernest takes the sieve and looks at it. Nikki. That's... (sighs) If anybody else had built this, I'd call them insane. (laughs) This is genius. He hands it back. I mean, any, any thicker on those call them what they are, wires, any bigger gap between them, I'd be worried about it ripping a hole right through the astral plane. Whoa.
3: And do you know what that means?
1: Star whales.
3: Yeah, Albie told me to give
1: a Oh,
2: did he?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Liquid weave. you have any idea? I can't even think of how many applications that has to have. Yeah, it's kind of staggering, actually. I started with just making it kind of explode (laughs) and motions towards the, the canisters. Well, not explode, but bullets. But then I realized that it was a much more efficient power source for R5, and Also the the wings and it's She Holds up a bottle. It's kind of amazing stuff. She sets it down. Ernest just looks at it. I might be able to enchant stuff, Nikki, but I could never have done anything close to this
3: two of you <laughs> <laughs> now you're coming with me on this huh?
2: more of like a uh, like a friendship sort of a sort of a you know it's like yeah. oh I mean she's yeah. she's shipping but I'm like oh friends
1: so you, you say you're patenting it uh yeah uh, I'm looking to um sort of sell the, uh, sell the idea. Not sell the idea, sell the product. I can think of several people who would want to get their hands on this stuff. I mean, it makes a lot of magic more doable. And Ernest nods.
3: I have a question. What would happen if you dying it?
1: Both of their eyes kind of get a little wide. Um. Probably bad things. Really bad things.
2: Like explode things?
1: Like maybe turn your body inside out things.
2: <laughs> Don't you dare sleep. <laughs> I know what that look was.
3: What look? I want to see if I can do it. Look. Wow, I so do not sound like that. Sam so like that. I do not, do not know what accent that was, but it was not mine.
1: <laughs> can I, um, have or buy? Take it! And she hands over. I'm curious to see what you can figure out that it can do. Yeah, I am too. Takes it. Okay, Nikki, look. We were both pretty awkward about all of that before. So let's just agree to put it behind us. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Friends? Friends.
2: Great. Brilliant. I can't say the guns have done anything as I have not killed anything recently. Oh, well. I mean, except a rabbit, but that was with a trap, so.
1: Oh, well. uh, well. I'm sure it'll serve pretty useful.
2: Yeah, um, you want to would either of you want a polka dot and rabbit pelt?
3: Excuse me, I want that. You want to keep that? Yes.
1: Wait, polka Wait, dot you, and rabbit what?
3: You don't want to keep the meat, though? Well, I wasn't afraid of eating the meat in case it was
0: cannibalism. Mm-hmm. I
3: certainly cannibalism did not Cannibalism
0: is a, it's a rabbit. It is a. Just because it came from the Feywilds don't mean it's shush you're... Shush. You
1: I'm just going to assume we weren't supposed to be here for any of that. You
3: were not. I, okay. say, I say in night speak. Yes, I want the rabbit pelt. I did not want to eat the rabbit meat in case it was cannibalism. Seeing it is, it is. A, it was a fae, and I am a fae. It
2: was a rabbit from the fae wilds.
3: But I don't want to sell the meat and be like yes, this is a totally normal rabbit in case it has some strange adverse effects. Your crow seems to be fine. He seems to be fine. I look at him. I switched back to coming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, totally forgetting that. To- totally ignoring the fact that Ernest speaks and I speak. I I remembered that Celine did not. Right. Okay.
2: On that note, do either of you need any more money for the projects that we have put on your plate?
1: They both look at each other.
2: Nope. All right then. You Ernest. Yes get back on the horse unless you're staying
3: are you staying
1: no but i can make my own way back up to the unless you're also going up
2: are we going up or are we staying down here since we have to meet an individual she said she would find us right she did but do you want to meet her up or down <laughs>
3: What would make you more uncomfortable?
2: More uncomfortable? Probably upstairs. Let's go
3: upstairs then.
2: It'll probably make other people uncomfortable
3: with the skull. I grin at you? Yeah,
2: I'll give you a rat right up. Alright. We it up for a Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Oh, yeah.
2: Nikki? Nice to meet Pleasure as always.
4: Bye, Ernest.
1: Bye, Nikki.
2: Uh, six. Talia. It's big cat, big cat, big cat,
1: big cat, big cat. Are you saying that out loud? Yep.
2: (laughs) Big cat, big
3: cat, big cat. Meow. (laughs) See? There you go.
1: One's on the
2: door.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We go upstairs.
2: Drop Ernest off and uh, hang out at the park or something. <laughs> Unless you want to do something specific. No. Or if you want to go to the aeronauts. Uh,
3: Ooh.
1: You have four days to kill.
2: You've got four, Yeah, we've got four days. Oh, yes, let's go there.
1: All right, four days. I believe it was 400 then. 400? It was 100 a day. Yeah.
2: All right, yeah. All right, probably just mostly sleep. <laughs>
1: Four days at the aeronaut's respite.
2: Maybe I get one massage. Mm. Okay. And I hate it. (laughs) Well, I say I hate it, but I probably like it. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm so happy I'm never leaving. My wandering days are over. (laughs) How much gold do we have? About Uh, 6,000. We can stay here for two months before we have to go in kill someone yes i'm sure there will be someone to kill by then oh yeah plenty just Mm. kill some time rest
2: probably cry some more watch the 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 hot springs for any
3: golden eyed individuals that wanna pop up. I am, I have totally forgot, I, I have like purposely forgotten about that so I'm like nope I'm not even going to look because uh, didn't nothing happened.
1: Well I'm not leaving this time, I'm right yes. here. <laughs> the four days pass in just utter steamy bliss. Oh. On the fifth day you guys are just relaxing in the hot tubs for Just one last time before you have to check out. Well, you sure know how to pick a spot. Don't we just? And into the tub.
0: Oh,
2: good. At least we're all not. At least we're all naked. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Slips. Delilah. Good to see you. Uh huh.
1: Glad to see you found us.
3: How did you find us?
1: Excuse me, have you seen a person wearing all white, wearing a bird skull, pass by here? And once I saw you, I mean, no offense, honey, but that outfit kind of stands out in a crowd.
3: Mm, I right, fair enough. <laughs> That's
1: the point, anyway. So. So. Where's my thousand? In your room. How do you know?
3: How do I know that it's there? Because I put it there.
1: No, I put it
2: there. I'm very confused by all this, but if you've got the money already, then I don't need to worry about it. Is your current schedule
1: free to (laughs) do some work? Work? What kind of work?
2: Well, I'm looking to hire you if you're looking to be... hired. If you're looking to be employed.
1: Who says I'm not already employed?
2: Well, if you are, then why'd you meet us?
3: If everyone needs a side or so. Exactly. Ah, let's see. Who do you work for?
1: I can't say.
3: Is it Leroy Brown?
1: Oh. How do you know? Oh, fucking hell.
4: What?
2: What do you do for him?
1: I sit back and I'm fucking pow.
4: Damn it. I'm not gonna tell you.
3: Why not?
1: Because he pays me. I'm paying you. How much?
3: How much does he pay you?
1: looks around. 100 a day.
3: <laughs> 100 a day. With benefits?
1: What benefits we to offer?
3: Shush! But what do you do seriously? What do you do for him?
1: I find out things.
3: Like what?
1: Like why operatives that he keeps sending to meet or kill certain people keep ending up dead.
2: Those certain people don't happen to be Reaper in the Reaper and the Wanderer, and why?
1: Oh, certainly not just them. You're not the only two badasses wandering around out there, you know.
3: But we are the baddest asses. <laughs> look how we look like... look how attractive we are. Thought we
2: were a little bit tourist.
3: Oh, we have plenty of Make a pair. We shall do.
2: How much? He's paying you a hundred.
1: Hundred a day.
2: And how
3: long is he employing you?
1: Indefinitely.
3: That's um, a nice big one now, we a predicament.
2: indeed. Right. He
3: pays you under the gold today.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: How would you like to make an additional under the day? For what? To tell me, if place he tells you.
1: That's it? Mm-hmm. You want me to spy on Leroy Brown, the man who I am currently working for?
3: Well, it would be easy money for you since you are already working for him. True. Unless you have some sort of loyalty to him. <laughs> 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 That's no. It. That's what I thought.
1: You got a look on your face. Tell you what, you take the
2: thousand I've already g- that you're already getting. I'll give you another thousand if you answer a couple questions, and we'll go from there. Done. How much does he know about us?
1: He knows your names. He knows where you're from.
2: Specifically?
1: Nons.
3: He knows what we are. He knows. Both of us?
1: He knows that Talia here is, or is it again, a half lichen? Werewolf? Something. Also a badass gunslinger that's carrying around a bit of a magical arsenal. He knows you are the only cleric of the Undertaker in the district that has anything close to divine power.
3: That's all he knows about me?
1: Knows that you're from Blue Peak. Knows that your original little home community was wiped out by some undead. That some associates of his took care of. Mm hmm. Not
2: very well.
1: Well, that's what he knows.
3: That's all he knows about me.
1: Yeah. Why, well, there's more? <laughs> 26
3: insight. Let's see if she's lying.
1: She's. She's very adept in telling lies and evading truths, but you think she's being as straightforward as she can possibly be, given her nature.
2: How much do you know about the Vanassi?
1: More than he wants me to.
2: Excellent. That's
1: two questions, by the way.
2: I said a few. Uh, I know. One more. How much would you be able to get... On anything he's doing that's illegal.
1: (laughs) Oh. Pay me enough?
2: How much you want.
1: Considering I'll be putting myself at considerable risk.
3: (laughs) Considerable risk? You? How much risk can you really be in being who you are?
1: Smiles. 3,000. Done.
2: Done. Give me any information you can on his criminal activities. Make sure it can be traced back to him specifically. And don't tell him about us. I mean, whatever information you need to give him, as far as what you find out is fine. But this conversation stays between us. But you deliver the information to James Wilde at the DNP.
1: Mm. I know you two have gone and joined up, but authority figures and I don't sit well in the same room together. It's really just
3: for the flag
2: You. (laughs) We get on the train for free. You don't have to give it to him in person. Just make sure it gets to him.
1: Ah, okay. That I can do. I can give you... Well, I can't give you evidence, but I can give you some juicy details about some stuff he has going on.
2: That's fine, but I need physical evidence.
1: Oh, it exists, and Mr. Wild will receive it, as promised. All right. Have you heard anything weird coming out of crankshaft? Yep, it's our second-to-last stop. Uh, well. They got some funny stuff happening in that mine of theirs, from what I hear.
2: Yeah, I heard they struck gold, or...
1: They struck everything.
2: That's what I, yeah, that's what I meant.
1: But also, to the south, those rumors of orc raids, caravans going missing, things like that. Yeah. It's not orcs. 42nd of or an Is there a difference...
2: Not really. Point taken.
1: From what I can understand, they're trying to rustle up a scare. Since almost nobody north of of Relville has ever seen what an orc looks like. They have some harebrained scheme to cause up enough of a scare. Then the 42nd comes and swoops in and saves the town. And all of a sudden, preserving that precious natural order of theirs seems all like a good idea.
2: And that's supposed to happen in the next couple months?
1: From what I hear... Should we even go to Harnville? No. Okay, Craneshare? Harndville Elmville would be there.
3: Can't be in every ap- fucking place at once.
1: Why, was happening in Harnville?
2: <sighs> Reports of, uh, beasts.
1: You know, I did actually hear about that. Lots of reports come through uh, his office, and I make it a point to make sure that my eyes see at least a glimpse of everything. Working for a man like that, you you want to make sure you have your own retirement plan all wrapped up.
2: I don't blame you, quite honestly. Do you want to add anything, down?
3: I don't think so.
2: Well... I didn't have one question, though. It's personal.
1: Oh?
3: You said that
2: you had a kid?
1: kind of closes off a bit. You're right, that's personal.
2: Just want to make sure they're alright. I get a really weird look on my face. Because Roy Brown... Everything you mentioned about us, that's all he knows.
1: Yeah. Why?
2: I'll pay you 500 extra to make sure one bit of information does not get to him. I mean it, allow it. I'll pay extra.
1: What? She looks at you kind of with narrow eyes and her eyes widen. Oh. No. Don't pay me for that. But I'm. If he finds that out and he finds out that I didn't tell him and that I knew, I'm dead. So if I find out he's about to find out, he is going to hear it from me first.
2: Oh, look at Celine.
1: However, if that happens, you will know before he does.
2: Come with me, I'll get you your money.
1: Before you get out of the tub, she kind of... Like, as you're getting up out of the tub, she grabs your arm and says, my son. Can I straightened up a little bit.
2: See he alright?
1: I haven't seen him in a few years. He's in Blue Peak at the cathedral.
2: Does he know you're alright?
1: I I doubt he'll have any recollection of me. But given what I set out to do, what I what I did, his place wasn't with me.
3: To you. So next time we're in Blue Peak, would you like me to check in on him?
1: She thinks, but then shakes her head. No. The more separated he is from me, the safer he will be. And that's how I intend to keep it.
2: Which means if we draw attention to him, that puts him in danger. So he's as safe as he can be right now. Come on, I'll we'll get you your money. That's 4,000. Mm-hmm. Well, 5,000 technically. But yeah, I hand it over.
1: She takes it. Give me a month.
2: We'll be in Crankshaft.
1: I'll be here. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary, and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and player's notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer. Art Director and Assistant Mixer is Counsel, pronouns she, her. And finally, our Producer, Director, Editor, and Mixer is Chris Counsel, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at BiddyTarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary!